Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby, and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, the podcast all about music. This is my second episode today, so it's either a great treat for you or your worst nightmare. Uh, two episodes of my podcast in, in the same day. So, the first episode, if you missed it, it was about uh, different music news. And this one is about music news, but specifically for festival announcements. So I'm going to talk about a bunch of music festivals that have announced their lineups in the past week, or have had their parts of their lineups potentially leaked since then. So, before we get into that, as I mentioned at the beginning of every episode, I have a Facebook page. It's called Groupie and Harmony. Make sure you give that a like. I'd appreciate it. And then, when you give it a like, I post any update about the podcast on there. I also post whenever I release the podcast on there, and I post the links to the podcast episodes. So, that way, it's a nice, easy way to get all your updates and new episodes on there. So, now to the lineups. The first one we're going to discuss for the first festival, Bonnaroo. Lineup was announced sometime, I think it was in the middle of last week. So, I, so it's a four-day thing, Thursday through Sunday. Um, they don't, Thursday isn't a major thing, so I'm not going to discuss Thursday's lineup. I will discuss Friday through Sunday. So, first off, the headliners for this one are on Friday, it's Tool. Saturday, it's Lizzo. Sunday, it's Tame Impala. It's kind of a strange lineup, in my opinion. I mean, Tame Impala is the one I would have most expected. Tool, I wouldn't have necessarily expected that one, but I mean, I guess it makes more sense to have Tool at a Bonnaroo instead of something like Coachella or something like that. Um, Lizzo, I'm not surprised to see Lizzo at this festival. I'm a little bit surprised to see her as the main headliner for a day, just because she hasn't released as much music as some other artists that could be main headliner. Maybe they put her there as for publicity purposes and aren't actually going to have her as the last artist that day. So I'm going to go day by day. I'll get to that. I'll get to her in a little bit. Um, and uh, this year, it doesn't seem like there's out of those three, there isn't one that's truly necessarily a jam band, which usually they have one main headliner as a jam band. So that's a little bit interesting to see. Um, so now, again, I'll go through day by day. First off, for Friday. So again, main headliner is Tool on that day. And the main acts in the undercard, so like the first couple lines, are Miley Cyrus, Bass Nectar, The 1975, Run the Jewels, Glass Animals, Young the Giant, Megan Thee Stallion, and Tipper. Interesting combination there. So you get, uh, doesn't look like there's really a, it doesn't look like there's a big jam band that day. Uh, even though I know a lot of jam festivals have started to incorporate some, uh, uh, some electronic artists, especially if they go on the verge of like EDM or Future House. Um, so no, Bass Nectar, ha they have them. Uh, Glance Animals does have some uh, electronic influences. Same thing with 1975. And, uh, oh, I totally missed Tipper was on there. Yeah, Tipper's electronic too. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it's an interesting combo. I, th I think it's, I mean, I think it's a neat combo. Um, some... Some other notable acts on there are Brittany Howard and Primus. Primus, I'm really surprised that Primus isn't on the main line. Like, they have, like, for instance, Glass Animals even before them. Um, so, I mean, I'm... Especially since they didn't don't have a jam band listed on there, I would have thought that Primus would have been closer thrown on there. Um, Dashboard Confessional, uh, let's see, Big Wild, 
Ganja, uh, Ganja White Knight, um, Wallows, Pigeon Playing Ping Pong, um, Eola, and then a bunch of others. I mean, but I, <laughs> I feel like the festival that would throw me off the most with a day's lineup would be Bonnaroo, because I have a tendency to do that. I mean, I, it's an interesting mix, because, I mean, they have, cause they have, like, couple rap artists that uh, in the main acts that are different styles of rap. You have like a couple like alternative artists that are different styles of alternative. You have like different you have like pop slash electro pop kind of thing. You have some electronic artists, then you have Tool. I mean <laughs> the only thing that might polarize people is if for because they're not a ton of there's a few jam bands, but there aren't a ton so of them. So I don't know. Maybe that would scare off some people, but I'm not entirely sure. But anyways, Saturday. So Mainliner again is Lizzo. Uh, the under uh, the main two lines in the undercard is a uh, Flume, Oysterhead, Tenacious D, Jason Isbell in the 400 unit, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. The baby and seven lions. I'm honestly expecting that uh, they might have Oysterhead being the last act of the day, since Oysterhead did is or did just get back together and are doing their first shows this year, since getting back together again. Um, and I mean, I'd imagine Oyster like Oysterhead tends to have longer shows, so I I don't know how long Lizzo show Lizzo's shows end up being, but I'd imagine just because of I'd imagine just because like of might not, because I know Oyster has been known to like give show, do shows that are like at least two hours long. I don't know if Lizzo has uh, two hours or like two hours worth of music that she typically performs, and like how long her normal set list is. So it wouldn't surprise me if like they end up having like still having her Flume and Oysterhead as the last three acts to perform, but if they just did a uh, Oysterhead as uh, the last act instead. This is, I think this is, like, more what I, a little bit more what I would expect with, uh, with Bonnaroo. Like, I mean, they do have, like, uh, Oysterhead and then, uh, King Gizzard and, Wiz and the Lizard Wizard, who, well, King Gizzard is, like, there's a bunch of different genres. Most of their stuff I would probably consider, like, more psychedelic, even though this year they did release a blues rock album and a thrash metal album. Um, but that, I think that, I think it is a really good combo together. I think that... With this one, they cover a bunch of different genres, so I think that will work really well, too. And then, uh, let's see. So, uh, the other ones are, uh, Sylvan Esso, Kevin Gates, and Nelly, who's gonna be performing Country Grammar. So, since that one's a little, album's a little bit over an hour long, they know that, we know that they'll, uh, Nelly will get at least an hour long set. Uh, Troy Boy, uh, Dermot Kennedy, Subtronics, Denzel Curry, J.I.D., Mandolin Orange, um, and then, uh, a bunch of others. I think, I think Saturday is really, it, I think Saturday is like, I don't know if, it might not, I'm not sure actually, I think that like, I'm partially biased towards Friday just because I like Tool in the 1975, and Run the Jewels also, but like, I mean, even still, like, I think Saturday has a good lineup. I think that they have a lot, a really underrated group of uh, artists in the undercard. Like, I mean, 
I mean, for I th I really think that like for instance, Daniel Curry and JD are, JD are really good, are uh, groups to throw in there, or artists to throw in there rather. I I think that they, that Saturday is a good day, and then uh, for Sunday again the headline main headliner is Tame Impala. Also on that day for the main acts in the undercard, they have uh, uh, Lana Del Rey, Vampire Weekend, Leon Bridges, Young Thug, Grace Potter. Flogging Molly and Rez. That's that's a really interesting combo. Like throwing Flogging Flogging Molly in there. That's that that one threw me off guard a little bit. But I think that they got a lot. I mean, I think they have a lot of good bands. Like I think that uh, Mono Del Rey, Vampire Weekend, and Leon Bridges would definitely attract a lot of people. So I think that they made some really good choices there. I think uh, Flogging Molly is an interesting choice, but an underrated one. I think I like the choice of Grace Potter for it. I think Rez is a smart one. And then some other ones in there. They have uh, uh, Boombox Cartel, Greensky Bluegrass, The Struts, who I have seen live, and they're amazing live. I would, rec I would, <laughs> I would recommend them. Uh, Camp, Oliver Tree, Peekaboo, Morgan Wallen, LS Dream, Pine Grove, who apparently got back together. Um, I... I yeah I just found out I said I had heard of them a while back with and heard some of their stuff a while back but I thought they broke up apparently I just found out earlier tonight that they uh, just reunited uh, Kuko and a bunch of others I think overall I think it is a good lineup I am a little bit I'm a little bit surprised by the lack of main uh, big name uh, jam bands that they have normally they have like one being a main headliner I mean admittedly though like since they have Oysterhead on uh, Saturday. I mean it. Like I mean, if you are if you are a festival trying to get people in, um, who do like who would bring in more people? Like if you just for instance, if someone were to just look at the headliner and then nothing else, if you saw Lizzo versus Oysterhead, and then I mean if you, and if it wouldn't surprise me if like people were just looking at the headliner to see who it was and saw like Lizzo there and was like, oh I gotta go, and then didn't even look at anyone else, or maybe did consider looking at anyone else, or like for instance versus. If they saw Oysterhead there, and then just like, it wouldn't surprise me a lot of like people. I'm not gonna specify a certain age group here, but like people who don't really like jam jam music. If they saw Oysterhead, and I'm like, who the hell is that? But overall, I think it is a solid lineup. Um, again, I'm a little bit biased because I like some of the bands performing there. It wouldn't surprise me though if there are people who aren't as crazy about this lineup. Uh, next up that we're going to talk about is Bottle Rock, not Napa Valley. So, main headlines for this one are Red Hot Chili Peppers, Dave Matthews Band, and Stevie Nicks. That is wild. <laughs> that's that's a really good trio, honestly, in my opinion. Um, I feel like I've never seen any of them live. Which is weird, considering I live in Connecticut. Dave Matthews Band shows up twice a year in Connecticut. I've never seen them live. You would have thought I would have stumbled into a show even at that point. But I've heard all three of them are amazing live. So I think that's a really good trio to get. Um, and I mean, also, it seems like really that the three of them, it seems like their cat their catalog, it seems like never ends also. So that really helps. Um, some of the other acts they have for this year are Miley Cyrus, um... I guess she's, uh, looks like she's starting to make her rounds on, uh, the festival tour. Uh, Khaled, Anderson Pack, Zed, Brandy Carlisle, the Yvette Brothers, Janelle Monet, 
excuse me, Maggie Rogers, Blondie, uh, of Monsters and Men, Marin Morris, Empire of the Sun, Foles, um, a bunch of other artists. I'm not going to read all of them here because there's still a bunch of others that are really good. I think I think this one is a really good lineup because um, I think in addition to like the star power I mentioned, I think they got some artists that I think are really good. They It also seems like they got a, some artists that are doing a bunch of festivals already, like Anderson Pack, for instance, he's doing uh, some of the international Lollapalooza. I'm predicting that he's going to wind up doing Lollapalooza in the U.S. We'll see if that happens. Um, Randy Carlyle, I think, is a really, un I think is a really underrated choice, honestly. Um, same thing with the Yvette brothers. Um, I, yeah, then there's a, there's a bunch of others here that I think are, that I think are really, would be really good choices. Um, like John Bellion, I think was a sneaky choice. Jimmy Eat World is a decent choice. Tegan Sarah. Um, but yeah, I think this one, this, I'm really impressed with this lineup. I think it's, it's a really neat lineup. I'm not planning on going to it just because it's in California and, uh, probably really expensive. But, still, I think this lineup works really well together because I think they, uh, I think they did, like, they did get, like, some, uh, they got, like, some pop, pop art, more pop artists. They got, like, some more indie artists, I guess. Uh, a bunch of alternative groups, uh, some classic rock artists. Um, they, and then they got Dave Matthews Band, who has a massive following. So, honestly, just the day that they're headlining, people will probably show up for that. So, I, th I think, overall, really good selections with it. And also, one thing to mention also with that is they got Phineas, who is Billy Eilish's brother. He has written a bunch of her songs, and they co-wrote co a lot of her songs, and I believe he also produced her album. I might be wrong about that one. So, it wouldn't surprise me, because already, he already got booked for at least one other festival, so it wouldn't surprise me if uh, they booked them thinking maybe they could get Billy Eilish too. Not the worst of ideas if they did. Uh, next up is High Sierra, so that one tends to have a lot of, like, uh, jam, jam artists, bluegrass artists, uh, like, funk artists, um, some jazz, blues, stuff like that. Um, so, previously announced that the main headliner is Joe Russo's Almost Bit Dead, they also got, uh, uh, Femi Kuti and the Positive Force and Lettuce, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they wind up having, like, uh, Joe, Joe Rose is almost dead, uh, doing a couple head, couple headlining sets, like, a couple days, since it's a four-day thing, and those are the main headliners. They also have, uh, California Honey Drips, Flo the Floozies, Twiddle, Spafford, Boombox, and the Back, Boombox and the Backbeat Brass, jeez, that's a tongue twister, uh, Dumpster Funk, and Samantha Fish. And then a bunch of others. I didn't look too far down the lineup, but I didn't notice. I did not notice too many electronic artists, which normally at a lot of like jam festivals you do see them uh, book uh, again booking like some electronic artists too, which I mean it makes sense. I think it's a pretty good idea, frankly. Um, I think that's a solid lineup. Uh, there isn't necessarily like the star power that you might hear from like some other jam festivals, like a. Uh, the one that I'll get to next, um, but I mean, they did get, it looks like they did get, didn't do necessarily a ton of bands that are necessarily jam bands per se, and a bunch of others are like funk groups or like, uh, 
a jazz kind of thing. But even still, I think it it is a good lineup because a lot of those, I mean, those artists are good at jamming. And I think, really, at a jam festival, that's the most important thing. Because, I mean, really, that's what a lot of people are there for, of artists who are really good at jamming. So, I... Th and I think, I mean, no, especially, like, a, some of the jazz artists, I think, will work out really well with it. It's an interesting pairing, but, and, I mean, realistically, you could have, like, a Joe Russo, really, you could have, like, any sort of, a, a, like, Grateful Dead kind of thing, and have, and just have them go on for hours, and people will be happy. So, overall, I think it's a solid lineup. Um, I'm... Admittedly, I'm not the biggest jam, uh, jam music fan, so I probably would. So I'm not planning on going to that one, but I think I think they did well with it. Next one is another uh, predominantly jam music festival. We have it's uh, Hog Farm Hangout. So three day festival, and they previously announced that the main headliner would be the String Cheese Incident, who will be headlining all three days. Now, in a lot of cases. I would say that's a terrible idea. Like, for instance, if the, it was like at ba if Bonnaroo announced, oh yeah, we're having uh, Tame Impala announced all th or headline all three days, might be very risky. With I mean, but with immediately with jam music, it works out really well. And so I mean, and the String Cheese Incident, they have a big enough following that they. They have fans that will show up all three days. I mean, like, that's why that one will work with them. So now there are a bunch of jam jam festivals that have that have people head or artists headlining like multiple days kind of thing, and it's gonna work because people are gonna go and be blown away each night. So I mean, string cheese string cheese incident. That's no different. You could ha realistically you could have them headline or like do all three nights. And then have them perform earlier in the day each time, and it would still be a hit. So I think, uh, in this case, I think it will work. Um, some other artists that they have are bigger are the infamous String Dusters, Pigeons Playing Ping Pong, Rising Appalachia, Keller Williams, um, and they also have uh, Fruition, Ghost Light, Cosmic Twain with Nicky Bloom, uh, Colin Hollingsworth Band, which he is in String Cheese Incident, so my joke about having String Cheese and Incident performing earlier isn't as outrageous as I thought it would have been. Uh, EOTO and Friends, and Pimps of Joyride. So they do have EOTO, who's electronic, and then they have a... they have a, like a variety of genres in there, which I think... I think that will work out really well, honestly. I... I mean, just even beyond String Cheese and Incident, I think they have a really good lineup. I, I think it will work really well... I think it, out of the two jam fest jam festivals that I mentioned, I think this one will end up being the bigger one, and I think that this one has the better lineup. So, well done to them. Um, next up is, uh, okay, before I say the name, the name is a pun. It's so terrible, but I love it, because I love puns. So, it's... This festival, it's the second year of it, it takes place at Ohio State Reformatory, which is also known as the prison where Shawshank Redemption was filmed. 
my second favorite movie. Love that movie. Um, and now it's a tattoo and music festival, and it is called Incarceration, spelled I-N-K, and then Incarceration. It's terrible, but I love it. Um, so that one's that one like has a lot of like a rock artists at it and a hard rock artists at it. So um, this lineup, the main headliners are Limp Bizkit, Weezer, and Blink One Eighty Two. Um, I'm admittedly not the biggest fan of. I'm not a huge new metal fan, so I've never. I'm not that into Limp Limp Bizkit, but they they have a pretty big following, so that it was a. It's a really good choice. If I were doing a festival like that, I would try to book them as one of the main headliners. Uh, Blink-182, at this point, I'm not the biggest fan of them. I was when I was younger. But again, great choice. They have a lot of followers. And then Weezer, that's a strong choice too, especially with uh, an album coming out next year. And uh, with uh, their... Um, and then they had a couple albums this past year that weren't necessarily as successful, but even still, uh, they did have uh, one song that was absolutely amazing. Uh, the end of the game. I'm I'm obsessed with that song, so I think that this was a good choice for that one. And then some other artists that they got. They have Papa Roach, who's been announced for uh, another announced for Epicenter. I'm not sure if they're announced for any other festivals yet. Uh, Hailstorm, I think, was announced for at least one. Mastodon, uh, Under Oath, Hollywood Undead, Steel Panther. Interesting choice since their album got really bad reviews this past year. Anyways. Uh, falling in reverse. I'm admittedly always hesitant with getting with them since uh, since uh, their lead singer Ronnie Radke a few years back uh, threw a bunch of mic stands into a crowd and injured people. Um, Candlebox, Bad Flower, Atreyu, who I've seen live and is really good live. Um, bunch of others. Uh, Divorce Prada, We Came as Romans, All That Remains. So, I, I'll be honest, I love this lineup. <laughs> I'm not planning on going to it. But, wow, I love it. Um, I mean, I, I think that this lineup, I think it's a really underrated lineup. A bunch of the acts on it really aren't in their prime at this point. Like, Atreyu has fallen a bit. Limp Bizkit, what, uh, it, we, same thing, even Weezer, arguably. Um... Papa Roach, I mean, Hollywood Undead, Steel Panther, I mean, a lot of these acts, Escape the Fate also is on there, and they certainly have lost popularity, dropped in popularity, but I think that's a really good lineup. Um, I I mean, I, I think this one is more of a, more of a either you like that kind of music or you don't, and I mean, admittedly, they did get some, with the some of the bigger names they got, it wouldn't surprise me if since they got Weezer and Blink-182, for instance, if there were people that showed up just to see those two, even, and even if they don't like that kind of, the other, the rest of it, because, I mean, looking at the rest of it, there's a, like, I mean, if someone were to just, like, those two, I mean, maybe they'd like some, maybe like Papa Roach, maybe they'd like some stuff by Bad Flower, Puddle of Mud's there, maybe like them, New Politics there, maybe like them, but, beyond that, if they don't like, if they don't like hard rock or metal, probably limits a lot of what they would like. So, good, cho honestly, good choice to, interesting choice to get them. Probably polarizing for some people, but I think it's a good choice. Weezer might be the one that's more polarizing than Blink One Eighty Two, but even still, I, I like the choice. Um, now next festival I'm gonna talk about. 
only one artist has been announced. So this festival is called Barefoot Country Music Fest. It's a new music festival. It's by the creators of Carolina Country Fest, which has been a really popular country festival. The only one headliner has been announced so far, but that headliner is Carrie Underwood. That is... That, that's really big. That's a... And I mean... I could all... And I mean... If I didn't know that it was by the uh, the creators of Carolina Country Fest, I would be like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Because even though they got one Mass Effect, who knows what the rest of the lineup will turn into. But even still, I think that... Uh, I think this one was... Uh, getting her was a good grab, because I think they will have the money to do others. And, I mean, I know that, uh, like, for instance, uh, Rascal Flats, as I mentioned in the pre uh, my previous episode that was earlier today, they're going on a retirement tour, and they, I don't believe that they have an opening at that, during that time span, but still, they could, like, maybe sneak into one of the days for it. There's a, there's a lot of acts that we could watch out for, because there's a, also a lot of acts that have... That haven't that have kept a lot of gaps in their tour in their uh in their tours. So that's definitely something to watch out for. Definitely something to keep an eye on. I'll pro I'll I'll plan on talking about that more when they come out with uh, the rest of the lineup. So the final two are uh, rumor leaks. The first one is with Boston Calling. So. Two of the headliners have already been announced for Boston Calling. Those are Red Hot Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters, which is two massive, massive selections, especially since Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, just reunited with John Frusciante, their uh, guitarist, and frankly, most of their best stuff. Um, actually, probably all of their best stuff. And then Foo Fighters is also a really good choice. I, I mean, admittedly, I saw them live, and they were amazing live. Um... Now, there is one that was reported by Consequence of Sound. Some are saying that it's rumored. Some are saying it's question mark. Consequence of Sound made it sound like that. It's confirmed. Um, and the confirmation is that, or the supposed confirmation is that the third headlining act is going to be Rage Against the Machine, who it has already uh, gotten a, Excuse me, they've already announced that they're doing some shows. They're headlining uh, one of the days of Coachella in both weekends. So that would be a wild thing. And uh, it is sounding like that they also want to do it because it's going to be uh, in Boston, obviously, at the Harbor Athletic uh, Complex. And that's where guitarist Tom Morello went to school for undergrad. So I think that that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. However, one thing to note with the leak and also with the next festival that's leaked, is that these leaks aren't always 100% correct. In particular, it with uh, Coachella, it was heavily rumored and leaked that uh, My Chemical Romance would be performing at Coachella, and then the lineup was announced, and MCR was nowhere to be found. So... I, so, I mean, I think that Rage Against the Machine does make a lot of sense, 
I wouldn't have predicted them admittedly, but that would be a wild headlining festival. And now that I don't know what the, how the lineup will look overall, but I mean, I from there they imagine that those three would probably be a decent amount of money. So probably the rest of the lineup would probably be a bunch of underrated acts, but you never know. The last one that I'm going to do is a, another leak according to Consequence of Sound. This one is Governor's Ball. So, it's being rumored that... So, seven acts have been leaked so far for that one. The main headliners rumored for that one are Tame Impala, Vampire Weekend, and Stevie Nicks. And the other four acts that, are, uh, that have been leaked are Miley Cyrus, Solange, Flume, and Her. Which, my first reaction with that is, geez, Flume is killing it with these festivals. Coachella, Bonnaroo, and if this one's true, Governor's Ball also. Wow. Um, Stevie Nicks also with, uh, um, with uh, Bottle Rock, and then this one. And then Miley Cyrus, Bottle Rock, uh, Bonnaroo, and this one. That uh, Most of these acts are actually in multiple ones. A lot of them are in Bonnaroo. That makes me a little bit suspicious about this leak, uh, because, I mean, Tame and uh, Paula, and Vampire Weekend, they're listed as one of the main headliners for the Governor's Ball, but, according to this leak, but they're not even the main headliner, one of the main headliners for Bonnaroo. Tame and Paula, I mean, they're playing the same day as Tame and Paula, but even still... They have uh, Tool and Lizzo ahead of them. Admittedly, I wouldn't expect Governor's Ball to try to get Tool. Um, I think that uh, Tame Impala is probably about as weird as they go in that regard. But, even... And then, I mean... And also, I don't think that... I just don't think that... I think that there's someone else that's big that they're going to book. And I don't know what, who, whether that would mean that Vampire Weekend or Stevie Nicks would be bumped out. And also I think that like since all of these acts are at different festivals, I feel like that it that just makes me a little bit suspect. Because, I mean, really, out of those ones, the only... Cause, I mean, I don't know of Solange and her being at a bunch of festivals right now. They might be that I just either, either missed or I'm not thinking of. But even still... Usually you see at least, like, for instance, one of the main headliners being uh, at maybe not another festival. At least at not at another festival. And, I mean, with this one, you have uh, Tame Impala, Vampire Weekend at uh, Bonnaroo, Stevie Nicks at uh, Bottle Rock. So... I mean, I think it's a sol it's seven solid acts. I think that, I think, well, I can see these acts performing there. I think they got an, a bigger name headliner up their sleeve because otherwise, I don't. I th otherwise, I think they'll lose money, and I think they realize it. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm for the f next week. Uh, so Wednesday, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, inductees are announced. They'll be announced in the morning. I have, I'll be at work. Uh, since I work, it'll be tough for me to record one in the morning and then post it. So, um, 
I'll record one, I plan on recording one after I get home, and then, I'm not sure if I'll be able to record one this weekend, since I'll uh, be on a retreat this weekend, and then, uh, Sunday, uh, last time I checked, there's reports of snow, so I might be shoveling, uh, for a while when I get back, but I do have Monday off from work, so maybe I'll post another one Monday, depending on, uh, if I'm, to know how tired I am after that, we'll see, but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening again, if you haven't liked my Facebook page, please make sure you do. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Bye.